Today's talk is get a good God. Because I, I realized, and I've talked about this before, we're, we're making God up. Everybody is making God up, and we keep remaking God up. We get a new idea. Oh, I like that aspect of God. And oh, I, I like that aspect of God. And uh, some people, they don't like many aspects of God. They're still making it up from uh, where they were, they were, quite frankly, abused by humans or confused by humans. Some were both. And so to look at things and say, oh, I know I believe in something, but I don't know what I believe in. And even that's okay, but we all believe in something. Even the, the, the confirmed atheist believes in something. And unity is not that far off from atheism in its own way, because we do not have a, a God out there. We do not have a human God. We do not have a God of personality. And that doesn't mean we never personalize God. But we do not have a God that is a, a, a remote being uh, that are, you know, with, with an ego. We, we, in unity, we do not preach that God, even though some of the books sure sound like it. But if you dig deeper, if you really dig into Myrtle Fillmore's writings and Charles Fillmore's writings, while they still use gender, while they still talk, talk about he gives us this and he gives us that, it gets confusing because... That's not what they mean. When, you know, when, when, uh, when Charles Fillmore, uh, Unity's co-founder, in his book says God, he's really talking about principle. But when they were writing this stuff, they had come out of more traditional churches, and they were still talking to people who came out of more traditional churches, and they, uh, they still needed the old-timey language. And my, my problem for that is with the old-timey language, I get confused, and I start to think about it. him, her, he, she, them, uh, whatever it was. I put a gender to it, and it's like, mm. and then suddenly I'm praying to the, the, this being that I have made up, and I have made it up in my image and likeness rather than allowing myself to be revealed in God's image and likeness. I like the word God. I don't have a problem with the word God, but I have a I, uh, problem. Is that really the word? I have a frustration. I experience a frustration that so many of us are still thinking we know what God wants for us. God wants this. God doesn't want this. God will punish you for this. And it's like, oh, you've got a mean God and a precarious God. And... and you know, certain things were done this past week, and I'm not going to avoid it today. There, certain things were done this past week in the name of God, and I'll never understand that, that people were going into a building screaming, hang certain people, and, uh, and thinking that uh, it's done in the interest of a higher power, thinking that, it, it's, 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 uh, that hurting people that really physically destroying people, destroying property, destroying uh, the very thing they claim to believe in, in order to have peace, in order to experience joy, in order to experience somehow good, that th this was their good, and my good is my God, as Emily, K uh, Emily Curtis Hoffman. Yeah, Emma Curtis Hopkins tells us, my good is my God, therefore, whatever I think is my good. And I don't want that as my uh, God. I can't afford revenge and retribution and uh, hate. I can't afford hate to be my good. 
because then hate would be my God. And, and, and so it's, a, it's alarming. It's very alarming to me. And a lot of times people are trying to get rid of something. If you have you encountered that with yourself, I certainly have. If I get rid of this, then I'll be happy. If I get rid of this, then I'll be good. If I get rid of this, then... And it's like, no, and it's not the case. I just find something else I don't like about myself or someone else. You know, my anger looking for a home, as it were. And, and so I, what I need to look for is rather than trying to find my good, I need to be my good. And how can I know? Well, for me, my good doesn't hurt anyone. My good has a realization of oneness between all of us. And I'm talking about the people that I really am fond of, the people I'm really attached to, and the people that scare me, the people that I tell myself I should be afraid of, and the people that I tell myself I should hate. I'm one with them, too. I'm not separate. We are not separate beings. And we keep acting as, as, if, as if we are. And we listen to things and we tell ourselves that they are true. What was it I heard somebody, a friend of mine say a few weeks ago? I've got a brain that tells me lies. I've got a brain that tells me things that just aren't true. And if I can accept that, then perhaps it's not my brain I need to be going to for my information. If my brain is holding on to past misperceptions, if my brain is holding on to all things, it tells me I need to go directly to spirit. And the spirit of my understanding never lies, nor does it flatter me. The voice for God inside my head does not seek to compliment me, is not trying to get me on its side by telling me I, I, I look good today, by telling me I'm smart, doesn't do any of that. It tells me truth, capital T, truth. And it, it tells me uh, what is absolute. It also reminds me of what I'm thinking that is misguided. And I mean, it doesn't badger me all day long or anything. It, it, there's no human there. It's a voice. It's my voice. It's the highest voice in me. And it does, it tells me uh, what's going on. And I hear it when I want to. Otherwise, I look at the world for my information. And the world is always confused. The world itself, you know, the pavement, every, all of it, it's very confused. Uh, about its information. It's anybody who lives in New York City, you know, <laughs> the information you hear, this is all, see if you identify. I walk into a subway. The train is coming as I walk down the steps. I get on easily and effortlessly. I am loved. I come down, now the, the other scenario is I come down the steps as the train is pulling away. I am not loved. It, it's uh, I there, there's a screw loose there that tells me these things, and uh, and somebody else said, "What? I never sell myself any of that." Look for where you do. Look for where in life you tell yourself you are not loved. Is it when you have a cold? Is it when it's raining out? Is it when it's snowing out? Is it when it's sunny? Is it when you're not allowed to leave your apartment for eight months? Is it you know what is the thing that you tell yourself? And I'll tell you. 
how you can tell if you're telling yourself you're not loved. What do you call or think of as bad? See, as long as I have bad in my life, I think I'm not loved. And, I, and so I'm trying to get rid of the bad so that I can know I'm loved again, so I can be reminded once again that I am loved. And, and, and to look at, and so, so you see, when I am loved, when I think I am loved, I have a God that I like and that likes me. And when I don't feel loved, I have a God in my life that needs to get off the stick, that needs to get busy, or I have a God in my life that doesn't like me, that is a punishing God. And I, I just can't afford that. What I'm realizing is I cannot be bad trying to get good. When I think I am bad trying to get good, I'm focused on that I think I'm bad. And when I think I'm bad, I don't think that I am loved. And even if I think, oh, somebody loves me, well, they're wrong. They're foolish for doing that because how, how could something like me be loved? Look at the thoughts I have in my head. Look at what I did when I was six and seven and eight and nine and 10 and 20 and 21. You know, look at all the terrible things I've done in my life. How could I be loved? And then I think of the prodigal son and realize, oh, prodigal son was loved just because he was loved, not because of what he did or didn't do. He was loved. He just didn't know it. It was a big enlightening experience for me to realize I am loved. My, one of my first Sundays at a Unity. My first one in 1996, at the end of 96, when I came to stay. I, that was the day I got it. Oh, I'm loved with an everlasting love and cannot not be loved. And the funny part was the minister was talking about Leviticus and all those abominations to God and man. And that's the day I realized, oh, I'm good in God. I am eternally loved. And it has nothing to do with how I have behaved or how people have perceived me, like those Bible people. It doesn't matter how they have perceived me. I'm still loved. And it doesn't matter how I have perceived those Bible people. They are still loved. And, and that, that's pretty wonderful. Now, I'm going to read a couple of things here. I, I typed out, to the, or I didn't type it out. I copied and pasted and printed out. Uh, Myrtle Fillmore, Unity's other co-founder, uh, she wrote a couple of things that I thought were, were quite wonderful from the book, How to Let God Help You, and I didn't want to hold the book here, so I just copied and pasted from the book, and it says, we know from our experience in Unity that there is almost a universal lack of understanding of the truth of being. When we use the word truth, capital T, truth, we mean that which is true of God and true of God's children. The spiritual truth is that you are God's own beloved child and God is ever giving you its own wisdom, love, power, life, and substance. Now, it's true of God because it cannot not be true of God. That's what truth is, capital T, truth. It's that which could never not be truth. And this part of God is ever giving you because God can't not give us its own wisdom, love, power, life, and substance. Here's the thing. We can ignore it, and we can misuse our wisdom, love, power, life, and substance. And then she goes on a little later in the next chapter to say, all of us, sooner or later, 
come to the place in our development where we are no longer satisfied to go on living the old life without the knowledge or our oneness with God, the source of our being. Sometimes when we reach this point in our soul's progress, we do not at first know just what is taking place. We may become restless and dissatisfied. We may go through experiences which we do not understand. We may even be tempted to think that our good has gone from us. But just as surely as there is God, the one presence and one power, we shall find that all is well, and that we are but going from one room, as it were, into another larger and lighter room. As we leave old circumstances, beliefs, habits, and desires behind and seek to understand and to enter into and get the blessings out of the larger life, which is ever opening to us, we are filled with a sense of peace, freedom, and assurance that all is well. We should then turn our attention within and devote ourselves to those thoughts and acts which make for poise, order, health, and success. We are studying a spiritual science to get a broader conception of God. Rather than holding to the view that God is a personal being with parts like a man, a being subject to change and capable of varying moods, though personal to each one of us, God is it. You don't know how relieved I was to read that in a unity book, especially co-founder's book. God is it, neither male nor female. But principle, God is not a cold, senseless principle like that of mathematics, but the principle of life, love, and intelligence. God is all intelligence. There is but the one mind, and in reality, there are no separate men and women. In reality, there are no separate men and women. A full realization of this great truth would be to do away with all... Oh, excuse me. A full realization of this great truth would do away with all selfishness, the cause of all the misery of earth. We must understand clearly that the real life of all men is identical with our own, and that aside from the one life, all is illusion. That all seeming differences in people are caused by selfishness or desire for something separate and apart from God or our fellow people. Hence, all undue accumulations of money or power by individuals are in direct violation of the divine law, just to the extent that man tries to claim anything as his personal property. So does he wander away from God the principle of goodness, equity, love, truth, justice, health, and harmony. The momentous question is, how can man come into harmony with principle? And the answer is, by simply recognizing that in his, in his real inner self, man is the expression of principle, and that seeming sin, sickness, and death are not real. To some, this recognition comes easily, while to others it is a matter of growth. But it will come to all who persistently seek. We must learn to declare our oneness with principle, regardless of appearances. And so, to pay attention to that, and realize, oh, God is it. God is it. Over the years, especially in the beginning of my studies, I, you know, just when I would think I knew what God is, God would go and change on me. I could never get uh, sedentary with it. I could never just relax. God kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. 
And it, uh, it threw me for a while until I realized, oh, it's, God has always been the, the bigness itself. I just wasn't ready to accept that bigness. I had to take it in increments. I still have to take it in increments. I can't accept all that God is because I still have too many thoughts about the world. I still have too many thoughts about you and I have too many thoughts about me uh, in order to accept. I'm not bad for any of that. It's part of my process. I have lots of thoughts about last Wednesday. I have lots of thoughts about last year, the year before that, and lots of years before that. I have lots of thoughts. I have lots of thoughts about my mother, my father, my grandparents. I have thoughts probably about some of you and your mothers and fathers and grandparents. I have thoughts. I have thoughts about my money. I have thoughts about my body. I have thoughts about this floor that I'm standing on or sit, you know, the chair standing on that I'm sitting upon. I have thoughts about the chair. I have thoughts. I have thoughts and thoughts and thoughts and thoughts. And the only way to come to peace with all those thoughts is to go within and say, Spirit, tell me what to think about these thoughts. And tell me what to think about all the things that these thoughts have focused on. And tell me what to think about myself and God and life and love. Tell me what to think. I don't want to just be an automat that comes to you and uh, comes to myself even and rattles off all the things that Myrtle Fillmore says and Charles Fillmore says and all these wonderful uh, antecedents of new thought say or what Course in Miracles says. I have to know this stuff through my own experience. It's too easy to just read something, recognize it as true, and then spout it forward as if I know what I'm talking about. That's why I say, get a good God. Don't just, don't, don't just think that the words are God. You know, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, the Word was God, or the other way around. But what are you doing with the Word? How are you getting a good God? When I first started uh, this, this healing process many, many years ago now, I, I, could, I, couldn't tell you, I could barely use the word God because to me it was just too, too personality laden and it had too much of my mother's God in it. And I didn't like my mother's God very much and I didn't like a lot of people's God very much. And I, so I, but I knew I, I believed in God. I just didn't know what I believed anymore. And it was daunting and confusing. And finally, somebody said, well, Sean, just take the words, the letters G-O-D and turn them into good, orderly direction. And I know I've talked about this so much over the years. Good, orderly direction. One foot in front of the other. One foot in front of the other. Wake up. Pray. Get out of bed. Brush your teeth. You know, do, do, do the one foot in front of the other. Don't have to complicate it. Don't have to worry about it or think about, oh, do I need to do it this way? Do I need to? No. Just go as you're naturally guided. Is it hurting anyone? Is it making your life better? And will it make other people's life better if you do these basic things? You know, and, and it's the same with the laws of prosperity. One foot in front of the other. G-O-D. Rather than begging God for cash, one foot in front of the other 
for prosperity principles and how to apply them in your experience. And then you must pass your experience along to others. You know, but pass your experience along, not your intellectual understanding. Because your under intellectual understanding is insufficient today if you haven't proven the principle true. That you don't really have a good God. You don't even have a God. You just have this thing you've made up. Uh, uh, get a God and get a good one that works for you 100% of the time. And how will you know that it's working 100% of the time? Because you're willing that all beings thrive and prosper as they find their good God, as they create their good God. You know, and, and that's the thing, but we, we all work together because you see, the information I pass along to you, I pass along to myself. And the information I pass along to this one, I pass along to myself. I, uh, because we're all one. And, uh, and, and so if I'm just passing along intellectual stimulation, uh, well, who am I passing it along to? I'm just keeping a void. I'm keeping a vacuum because I haven't yet found a God that I'm willing to practice with or practice, to practice itself. Let it be the verb that I practice. And, and so the action thing that I practice. And, and so getting, getting a good God, I need to look again. So, okay, is my God good? Well, am I good? Could you admit that you are good? Now, a lot of people cannot do that. Uh, they, think, they think it's arrogant. They think it's artificial. They think, I am good. I am good. I am good. I don't care for a lot of my behaviors lately. And I, I am good. And the funny part is, the, the behaviors I don't care for lately aren't nearly as cumbersome as they once were when I wasn't even aware. But, but I, there, I, there's greater depths I, I believe I'm ready to go into. And I, I seem to be taking all the actions to go into them. And so they're coming to visit me. A lot of things from way back when and, and currently and, and stuff. So I need to pay attention to that and know I am loved in spite of this stuff. This is just stuff. But I, I'm not looking to get rid of this stuff so much as transform it through divine understanding. And so would you, these wonderful things you read in books, these wonderful things you hear from me, all this wisdom you're getting from me, all the stuff you hear from other preachers and teachers and your guides in life and even the divine thoughts, are you willing to apply them so that you may truly have divine understanding of how they have worked for you? Can you give testimony rather than lecture. That's what's going what's gonna to set, set you free and it will set all of us free because we're all connected. Get yourself a good God. Trust me, we're all making up our God. How do I know this? Because we all seem to have a different God. Wouldn't you say all the religions, I can't even say all the religions have a different God. All the people within all the religions have a different God. I remember, you know, I, you know we, we've heard Catholics, you know, oh, da, da, da. but I, I remember years ago, I had a, a dinner with a woman friend of mine. We were out, and I didn't know that much about her past, and she was talking about her religious upbringing, and I would have thought it was unity the way she spoke, but it was Catholicism. She loved her church. She was never abused. She was never hurt. She was embraced. 
and her family was happy, and I thought, okay then, I can no longer sum up a religion. I can no longer sum up a spiritual institution. What I can look at is the individuals who are passing along uh, the information. I, I know some uh, fundamentalist unity ministers who believe in evil as much as anything. And it's like, really? Really? What part, where did you learn that class? What class did you take in unity? That, that you think of God as this way, as a punishing God, and people must pay for their sins and everything. It's like, oh my gosh, you're so unkind. How did you ever make it to ordination? And, uh, and those are my judgments, but uh, my judgments don't mean anything today. My thoughts don't mean anything. Ha <laughs> ha! But I'm sure going to try to make them mean something. How else will I think of myself as interesting in a conversation? So gang, we're going to close out here with this talk. But I encourage all of us today and each day, especially these days coming up, to really look at things and say, hmm, hmm, what, are, what, what am I thinking right now? And do I want these thoughts to be true? Have I applied what I claim to believe practically into my life? And uh, if you're, if you're er new into these, uh, the, what I'm talking about here, you might... Uh, Want to practice them silently to some of your family members rather than going to them, oh, I went and Sean talked about that, da, 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 da. And it does not. It, it, it will not fly. And uh, they could very well turn, turn you and say, tell you, oh, that's ridiculous. Don't, don't play that game. If something has run true to you today, seek how to practice it. For me, I go within and I say, Spirit, tell me how I can practice this to uh, fulfillment so that I have a clue what I'm talking about and not just rattling off teachings. I, uh, I encourage us all in these weeks, as these hours, these minutes come up, you know, are unfolding as the days and weeks unfold and we, uh, it's possible we will witness confusion on earth. These are my brothers, these are my sisters, these are myself. These are my brothers, these are my sisters, these are myself. Spirit, tell me what to think about all of it so that my thoughts may have a healing effect uh, in bringing us together. Remember, there's only one power and one presence as the universe and as our life. God the good. Now, let's find out what God can be in all its bigness to us. Thank you.